Hello, I'm Tammy Jackson, the senior pastor at Anniston First United Methodist Church in Anniston, Alabama, and I was delighted to be invited to share with you in one of our Pray Together podcasts. Prayer has been an interesting journey for me. It is something I have actually struggled with, and so I thought maybe sharing a little bit of my journey might be helpful to you. I am much more comfortable with Bible study than I am prayer. Being still, quieting my mind, um, learning to kind of silence all those voices in my head has been really difficult for me. Active Bible study has been easier because I love reading a passage of Scripture, getting it in the context of the larger book or chapter or even the whole narrative of Scripture, reading it in multiple translations, digging into the original language, reading the commentaries, noting what I see. That is my comfort zone. Engaging in prayer has been a little less comfortable for me, and I am really, really grateful for spiritual mentors and directors who have encouraged me to really lean into developing my prayer life. One of those spiritual mentors likened it to the fact that failing to pray and only focusing on Bible study would be a little bit like developing my relationship with my partner, with my husband, by having family members tell me the things he has said and done. Because Scripture is our witness, the Holy Spirit has inspired others to write and capture the stories of God's interaction with God's people. But I also need to get to know my husband by spending time directly with my husband. Now, certainly we believe that Scripture is living and active. I'm not saying that God can't speak and we don't grow with God through Scripture, but I also believe we must develop and balance direct communication with God through prayer with that which comes through the study of the written word of Scripture. So much like other things in our life, we get better at prayer by doing it. We get better through practice. We learn to ride a bicycle by riding a bicycle. We learn to play an instrument by playing an instrument, by practicing it. However, those metaphors are also insufficient because prayer, it is a skill, but it is more than a skill. It is a relationship. It is developing and nurturing an ongoing relationship with a living God, with our God, with a very personal God. And so it can't be just like riding a bicycle. We're not just practicing a skill. We're involved in growing a relationship. So for me, I think about it more like cultivating the ability to listen and be a good friend. Those of you who may know me know that I'm a very talkative person. I'm very much a chatty Kathy, so I like to talk. And so I have to be more intentional about not talking, about being a good participant in a conversation so that everyone has a chance to speak, and I need to learn to listen. And two of the hardest things about cultivating the ability to listen has been not just being planning what I'm going to say next, not just waiting for them to take a pause so that I can say something, not having them trigger with what they're saying, go, oh, oh, that's a story I want to tell As soon as they take their next breath, I could tell that story. But by stopping doing that and really being present in the moment and listening to what my friend is saying, 
And sometimes our mind wanders. That's the second hard thing about not talking in a conversation because our minds naturally wander and we need to bring them back to an awareness. I find myself sometimes realizing, I'm so sorry to the people who are my friends and that we in conversation with, I'm revealing this, that sometimes my mind wanders and I realize I'm not really listening to what they're saying. And I have to remind myself, they are trusting me enough to share this with me. I need to pay attention and I have to draw my attention back to what that is. And the same thing is true when we are praying. I believe sometimes we become chatty Cathy's and we chat to God. We pour out all our heart and words to God, but we never stop and let God talk to us. And that prayer needs to be more of a conversation back and forth. So we need to cultivate intentional times to listen as well. And that we need to draw our attention back. It's natural for our minds to wander. But we can be intentional about drawing our mind back. And one of the ways that I do this is by having a notebook so that I can write down the things that my brain won't quit talking about. I can just make a note. Oh, I need to call so-and-so. And then maybe I can let it go and bring my attention back to trying to be present in the moment with God. I can also make notes of those things that I hear from God that I want to make sure I remember. I can jot that down as well. And I do this with a hard copy piece of paper and a pen. Now, I'm a very digital person. My calendar and my appointment schedule is completely digital, but I do not do this with a device on my phone or my iPad because it becomes entirely too easy to see how many more emails have come in, to see the text message, to see how many social media badges have popped up. And so I go totally old school and hard copy with pen and paper for this. For me, prayer is about cultivating an awareness that God is always with me and always listening. And I believe that intentional times of focused prayer help to cultivate that awareness. I want to share with you a couple of um, snippets out of a book that has been meaningful to me. It's called The Me I Want to Be, Becoming God's Best Version of You. It's a book by John Ortberg. And in chapter 11, he says that prayer becomes real when we grasp the reality and goodness of God's constant presence with us. God is the constant, gracious listener to our every thought, and prayer begins when we bring what we most naturally think about before God. So we're cultivating an awareness that God is always with us, that we can be real before God, and that God is with us even outside these times of focused prayer. But by setting aside a specific time, we are cultivating that awareness that goes with us even outside of the time. And we specifically are cultivating an ability to quiet all the other noise and really be able to be present with God and focus on that relationship. And then what develops out of that time sustains us and goes with us into all the other times. So you remember that when I started a few minutes ago, I said that prayer had been something that was difficult for me. I want to share with you the pattern of prayer that I have settled into that works for me. And then I want to actually take you through a brief one of those practices. That way I'm being sure that I'm practicing when I'm preaching. I'm putting my money where my mouth is and not once again being more comfortable talking about or studying about rather than doing. So here is my prayer pattern that works for me. First of all, I gather and get ready. 
And I invite you to do that by setting an appointment with yourself, a very specific time. Um, Put it on your calendar. Make it something that you are just not going to be willing to budge from very often. For mine, it, it is early in the mornings. And when I get ready, I often want to have a glass of water, tea, or coffee with me. I have that notebook and pen that I mentioned earlier, and I go to a quiet place where I won't be interrupted. One of my favorite places is outside in my backyard, somewhere in nature. I have a prayer space upstairs in my house that is my prayer corner that I like to go to sometimes. And so find the place that works for you and the time of day and make an appointment with yourself to do it. My prayer pattern has seven parts to it. So after I have gathered and prepared, I begin. And as I begin, I tend to use an already written prayer, something to kind of get me in the mind frame, or a creed or an affirmation. So it may be the Apostles' Creed. I really like the modern affirmation. There are several really great ones in our Book of Worship, our United Methodist Hymnal. I like St. Patrick's Breastplate sometimes, or any other collect or written prayer. I really like the books by Reuben Job, A Guide to Prayer for Ministers and Other Servants. There's a series of four of those. I really like Phyllis Tickle's The Divine Hours, but this is where I will often use something already written by someone else, something already laid out. It just helps get my mind into the, the mindset. I will sometimes then sing the doxology. I will spare you from that in this podcast. And then I just settle my mind and breathe. The second part of my prayer pattern is praise. This is where I praise God for who God is, for God's very nature. And I try to do this apart from what God has done for me or is doing for me. But I try to focus on God's very nature I liken it to the fact that like when I think about my husband, what do I appreciate and love about him as a person, not just what he's done for me? So not just appreciating and loving him for bringing in the trash can or fixing dinner last night or um, helping with the, the laundry, but his personality, his very nature and appreciating who he is. What I want to do is avoid what I call genie in a bottle syndrome which is only looking to God for what God can do for me or is doing for me or I hope God will do for me, but really appreciating God for who God is. Now, the next part of my prayer pattern is thanksgiving or gratitude. And that is when I actually thank God for the things that God does for me or has done for me. And I'll admit that sometimes that line gets a little bit blurred. It can be hard to stay in one completely, but this is a a guideline and not a hard and fast rule. We don't want to be legalistic about it. Then after I have praised God for who God is and thanked God for what God has done and is doing, then I'm going to ask God. I'm going to go into intercession and share with God the concerns that are on my heart, the things that I don't understand, the things that I'm maybe worried about, and ask God to be involved in helping find resolution to those. So this is my prayer list, my list of prayer requests. After that, I then have a time of submission. And this is where I recognize that I might not know enough about the situation that I have just prayed about, about what is going on, to actually pray accurately. Now, this is not doubting. This is not doubting that God wants good or that God wants wholeness and healing. 
but it is about acknowledging that I too have a will that comes into play with this. This is a check-in to be sure that I am learning to ask in accordance with God's will rather than just my own will. It is opening both my heart and my mind to the fact that there are more possibilities for God answering and being involved in this situation than I might be able to comprehend. After all, God is able to do more than I can ask or imagine, right? That's what Ephesians 3.20 tells us. So this is my time where I acknowledge that I might be trying to force God into doing my will. I might be trying to badger and make God be who I want God to be rather than me aligning myself with God. I want to join God in the work God is doing. And this is my time to just check in and be sure that I'm doing that. After that time of submission, I go into a time of listening where I get quiet and I sit with God and I see what God has to say to me. And then after that time, the last part of my prayer pattern is I conclude. And I tend to conclude my prayer time with the Lord's Prayer. So that's my prayer pattern. I begin by using a prayer to get me in the mindset. I praise God. I thank God. I ask God. I submit to God. I listen to God. And then I conclude my time with God. I want to take us through that. And I'm going to do it in one-minute increments. I do 10 minutes in each of those areas, but that might be completely unrealistic for you at this time in your life, either in your stage of developing your prayer practice or maybe just in your life. Maybe your work schedule is really hectic. Maybe you're caring for aging parents or you have small children, and that's just not realistic for you. This is my prayer practice. It's just a suggestion that you consider as you're developing your own. Maybe you do a couple of these at one time in the day and a couple more later in the day and a couple more before you go to bed. I tell you how I started when my spiritual mentor and I worked this out for me was I started with one minute in each of these so that my entire prayer time was between five and 10 minutes. And then I increased it to three minutes and then to five minutes and then to where I am now in 10 minutes. One of the things you can do that might help is setting a series of alarms in your phone. Let's say that you're going to practice each of these different pieces of the pattern in one-minute increments, and you're going to do that at 7 o'clock in the morning. You would set your first alarm, I would, at like 6.55 or 6.58, give myself time to grab my notebook and paper, grab something to drink, grab a glass of water, get to my wherever I'm going to be, to my prayer chair, and then sit. And then at seven o'clock, my alarm goes off, and that's when I share a prayer, a pre-written affirmation or prayer, and I, I breathe. At 7.01, I would have alarm for praise. 7.02, I would then start to thank God. 7.03, I would begin to ask God. 7.04, I would submit to God. 7.05, I would listen to God. 7.06, I would conclude my time with God with the Lord's Prayer. Another helpful thing if you're using this prayer practice can be to take a sheet of paper in that notebook that we were talking about and just draw a line down the center from top to bottom and a line across the middle from left to right and gives you four quadrants. And in the upper left quadrant, you might write praise and jot things you want to praise God for. Maybe you go over some scripture. Maybe you think about some of those things. In the top right-hand quadrant, those could be things you want to thank God for. In the lower left quadrant, things you want to ask God for. And over in the lower right-hand quadrant, 
the ways you want to submit about the things you've written in that ask quadrant right there. That was helpful to me as I began. And it's okay if you can't fill the entire time with words or if you don't know what to say or if you stumble over your words. Like a conversation with any other friend, it doesn't matter so much that we get the words perfect and right. It's that we are present with our friend in developing that relationship. If I ever run out of words, which, as I said, I'm a chatty person, doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. It's okay. I just sit and breathe, and I just let my heart, my feelings, my love for God fill up that space in that time, and then I move on to the next part of the prayer pattern. So I want to take us through my prayer pattern, and I'm going to do it in one-minute increments. And today, I'm going to use music behind this. Sometimes I use music, sometimes I don't. I don't tend to use music when I'm outside because I can use looking at creation as a way of focusing my mind. But specifically because when we get to the listen portion, it would be one minute of dead air. Um, I'm using music today, but music might help you focus. It might help you set the environment. And I'm also going to use a series of alarms, which you may or may not be able to hear in the background. We'll, we'll just see how that goes. And I am using today um, an adaptation of the modern affirmation out of our book of worship that we are currently using in church. I tend to rotate these based on how I'm feeling or what is going on in my life. So let's jump in. Oh Lord, I am transforming the world around me by sharing the life-changing grace of your Son, Jesus Christ. I believe in God, infinite in wisdom, power, and love. Mercy is over all of God's works, and God's will is always directed to our good. I believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of God's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of our deliverance from sin and death. I believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in my life, whereby I am kept in perpetual remembrance of the truth of Christ and find strength and help in time of need. I believe that this faith should manifest itself in the service of love, as set forth in the example of Jesus Christ, to the end that the kingdom of God may come upon the earth. Amen. O Lord, my God, I praise your holy name. For you, O Lord, are good. All that you have created is good, and you are always working for the good of your children. You are love. You aren't just loving, but you are love itself. You are our creator, our sustainer, our redeemer. You are creative and wonderful. You are kind and you are just. Justice flows out of you and into the world that you have created. You are a liberator of the oppressed. You are the light in all of the darkness of the world. You are the source of all that is. You are sacred and you are holy. You are peace. You are the peace giver and the peace bringer. You are the one who gives us a peace that transcends all else that we can imagine, that surpasses all of our understanding. O 
And Lord, I give you thanks today for all of your mighty acts, your acts in Jesus Christ, your gift of the Holy Spirit, which leads and guides me and sustains me. I am so eternally grateful for your presence, which never leaves me or forsakes me. You are always with me. You are always here when I need you. I live because I have your breath in my body. And with every breath, I praise your holy name. I give you thanks for all that you do for me. I give you thanks recently for helping me find the words to have a challenging conversation and remain in grace, for you are the only one who can help me find that balance of gracefulness and firmness. I thank you for my family, for my home, for my health, for so many gifts that flow from you that I could never express enough to you my gratitude and my thankfulness. Lord, today and in this moment, I pray especially for my church, for my congregation of the church of your son, Jesus Christ, because it is really your church that you have entrusted to my care and my leadership. Lord, give us the courage to embrace our vision, the perseverance to stay with it, even when it's not easy, even when others resist, even when it doesn't all go as we want it to. Lord, I know that change is hard, but you've called us to embody the mission of your son, Jesus Christ, to make and mature disciples. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to do that. I also lift up my dear friend who is struggling with pain and with grief. And I ask that you would heal his broken heart, that you would calm him and strengthen him, support him, wrap him in your loving arms and be with him and bring him back to wholeness and to fullness of life. Lord, I, I don't know all that's going on with him or what all is happening in his life, what all has brought him to this place, but I do believe that you desire for all of your children to be healthy and whole. I know, I believe and trust that you are always working for our good. And so I ask you, Lord, to show me how I can best support him. Let me be a help and not a hindrance. Let me join you in your work of healing his broken heart and not do things that will break it further. As I pray for my church, Lord, I know that people struggle and I don't always know who all is struggling or why they're struggling. Give me compassion for them. Give me understanding. Remind me, O Lord, that fulfilling your vision for our congregation may not look like what I think it looks like. It may not be exactly how I want it to be, but Lord, let it be like you want it to be. Lord, help me not to view all questions, hesitation, or frustration as being a lack of faith or an unwillingness to pursue this vision. Help me to recognize that sometimes in challenges and questions, there's wisdom I need to see and heed. And so, Lord, having poured my heart out to you, I just now listen. I listen for you.
So Lord, I give you thanks that you have said we can come to you and pour out our hearts to share what we feel and know that you hear us and that you love us. And so I give you thanks and praise for this time of prayer as I pray as my Savior taught me, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So how did that feel, my friends? That's my pattern of prayer. Hopefully you found something in there that will help you as you grow and develop your prayer life and your relationship with God. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today. And I pray blessings upon you.